0: Welcome to the Politics and Bros Podcast. This is episode 12. Today is March 18th, 2020, and we are in hell. Uh, <laughs>
1: <laughs> I was going to say, you know you know what I'm not going to be doing, Pete? I'm not going to be that? going to the casino. Uh, because,
0: yeah, we're not going to the casino.
1: Yeah, I was just telling you before we came on that um, we got the call today that, that the casinos, we were going to go to Vegas. And the Grand Canyon for spring break, but we got told that, uh, basically you're not welcome here right now, um, or in the future Mm. in the next 30 days. So, um, the Mirage canceled our, canceled our reservation. Um, yeah, so no going to the casino for me. Uh, but yeah, things are great, huh?
0: Well, the uh, the big news for for where I live in in Chicagoland is the uh, I live in Oak Park. We are the first municipality in the state of Illinois to declare a sh- uh, shelter in place directive by our village president. So,
1: yeah, how it's funny. I read that? the whole.
0: Well, I read the whole the whole directive online, and there's so many exemptions in this thing that you could drive a freaking truck through it. So, it doesn't apply to like. If you work in grocery stores, pharmacies, hardware stores, if you work for a utility company, a pharmaceutical company, a hospital, um, if you uh, work in a restaurant, because that's considered an essential job. Um, so you can still basically do everything that we're doing. I mean, all the restaurants are shut down, but obviously they're doing takeout and delivery. That still can happen. I can still go to the grocery store if I need to. It's basically like my kids can't go to the park. And if you're outside, like to go for a run or just to get fresh air, practice uh your your social distancing so i I don't you can
1: even go for a walk like that it's like yeah like like a shelter in place light
0: i I feel that's what it feels like it's i mean i guess we'll see it goes into effect on friday and it's an effect uh, it's in effect for two weeks after that so is it is it just
1: is it just an effort to basically be like okay we're we're we are now like mandating you people not be stupid so like you see people yeah. like like the sp- i don't know i saw a clip of like people at spring break talking about oh we're just here yeah. partying you know like we're just you know we planned the trip and i don't know we're just trying to make the best of it like if i get the coronavirus yeah. i get the corona like are they just trying to basically take the option of being stupid out of it and then just be like you know i don't know what what do you think the point is
0: I think it gal got set off. So Oak Park is a village of about 50,000 people or so. Uh, and we got our first confirmed case of coronavirus in our village. And it's a 30-year-old male, that, for, for HIPAA reasons, they're not going to tell us any more than that, who went through Rush Oak Park Hospital. Mm-hmm. Um, he is home in quarantine and his status is improving or has improved. I mean, it proved enough for him to be home. Um, but they announced it today, and I th- within you know a few hours of that, that's when our our village uh, board and village president and uh, public health director issued the uh, local state of emergency and did the shelter in place directive. Gotcha. So I think it might be just a reaction of that. I mean, Oak Park is a pretty—I don't know—it's it's a very it's a very progressive community. Mm-hmm. Um, it's, Which is why I it's like also that. a little. Which is exactly why I live here. And it's also a little neurotic at the same time. When I went, you know, we still had our primary yesterday and I went and voted at like five o'clock at my polling place and it was empty, of course. But I got behind this woman who clearly wanted to vote for Bernie Sanders uh, because she was like in her fifties and she had dyed pink hair. Um, I think I was probably five and a half feet away from her. And she said, excuse me, uh, can you please stay six feet away? And I always said, after coughing on her, I said, sure. so it's well, like that. It's
1: yeah. You know. I mean, I guess for for our our listeners, I guess we're you can tell we're we're taking the coronavirus and talking about how it's affecting everything, including Pete's life um, today. <laughs> uh, I mean, it, it 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 does it inconveniencing Pete. It does seem like I think was it last episode that we talked about coronavirus or two episodes ago, and we were just kind of like, well, we figure we should talk about this because it's kind of it is. we don't, we don't really know what we're talking about, but it seems to be affecting some things. And like, you know, and we did an episode on like, how much does this stuff matter? And, um, I think kind of like, it's all kind of dovetailing that now nicely into what is, what is great podcast content. Um, but yeah, I mean, it is absolutely insane. And you know, it's, it's, um, I mean, it is, I, I was trying to explain to my kids, like, it's very rare that you have these moments in, in globally that like everyone is paying attention to like, mm-hmm. um, and it's affecting everything. And, you know, the most, the most, uh, the best example I could think of was kind of nine eleven for them. Um, sure. and you know, that was 20 years ago. And then before that, what would it have been like? Gosh, i don't i don't know i don't even More? know or some oh you know like
0: the, the v- gulf war starting or something like that yeah
1: some yeah yeah i mean but it's so rare and it's just it's kind of surreal to like go through it and 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 see what how it's covered and what's talked about and what's affected i mean you know i yeah. think um we we were talking about how to talk about this podcast and you know i think that we we listed like everything you know obviously is affected like our public life as we know it. Um, Obviously the stock market is taking, taking a beating. I mean, even the presidential race is like almost been flipped as a result of this. Um, It's, it's, I mean, it's just a moment that I don't know that we're prepared for or know how to
0: deal Mm -hmm. with. Well, I mean, going back to, you know, our episode of does any of this matter? I mean, I, Uh, Like I I told you before we started recording, you know, I don't want to minimize this. I think we listen to the CDC, you listen to healthcare professionals, you listen to physicians and scientists on how serious this actually is. But this was an opportunity where this is one of those rare moments where the president actually matters Mm -hmm. and could have actually calmed the fears of millions of people. And when he did his address from the White House, where clearly he just, they loaded the speech in the prompter and he just read it. He had never seen it before because he read it like a freaking robot and didn't. I'm Ron have Burgundy. Any- <laughs> yeah. And he had no <laughs> empathy in his voice, no calm, or he wasn't steadfast in any way. Right. Um, that's when it matters. And that's when you see, you know, people's uh, life savings and stock portfolios get wiped out in a blink like we've lost all economic production or at least as far as the as the stock market goes um and that that we've achieved in three years it's all gone all of Mm -hmm. it, um and all because not all because but i think if president trump had taken a serious way of handling this and if you, you know looking back at all the press conferences we've seen with him where he acted like a complete buffoon right uh and you had uh thankfully a couple Serious people in the room, but he certainly wasn't. But he's the one that matters. He's the voice that matters. Yeah. Um. It doesn't matter if you're parading, you know, people from the NIH or CDC or whoever else, um, infectious disease experts. That their voice does not matter. His does. Um. And it goes a long way to calm fears. And this time he failed spectacularly. And you know, it's yeah. I mean, it's ridiculous. Any
1: any administration is going to take a beating in something like this. Like right. Right. you know, um. Like uh, the Bush administration with um, a, a Hurricane, and um, I mean, even mm-hmm. like you know, I don't, I can't remember uh, specifically the Obama administration with um, uh, Ebola, but I'm sure there were, you know, criticisms. I don't think it got to be nearly as bad because it was just we knew yeah. more about the situation. But I mean, any administration could expect to take a beating here. Mm-hmm. Um, I think what and and i don't i don't really care to pile on like um that much but i think um as we as we mentioned in the last podcast when we talked about coronavirus you know one thing that this administration has definitely not prioritized during is planning um like right. it's it's literally against uh trump's kind of ethos right like he thinks Right. You don't you don't even plan your day. You wake up, you react, you use your gut. Um, and this is one of those scenarios where, in addition to sort of denying expertise for uh, as as long as they could, and then all, combined with not having a plan, um, they've probably made this made this worse than it should have been. Um, how much worse? we'll never know, whatever. I did, I did see a, a, a study was done today that, um, if China had acted, uh, you know, like a few weeks earlier, uh, to sort of take the measures needed to, to identify and stop the virus, the infections, they think they estimate the infections worldwide could have been stopped. 95% of the infections worldwide could have been stopped. Um, and like that just goes to show you that like, Every second, every day mattered. And mm-hmm. and as you said, like we needed leadership to calm us, to keep the market calm, and we needed leader decisive leadership to sort of um put a plan in place and coordinate activities at that time. And I, I just, you know, real quickly before we kind of talk about like what we would have what, you know, can be done federally or legislatively and what we're seeing be done, like this is definitely I mean, I think um, that um, absent a miracle now, you know, with Biden clearly again, another, another episode where we were clearly right on target when we were saying Bernie's in control. <laughs> um, we're, we're real, we're real soothsayers here. Um, yeah. Biden is essentially wrapped up the Democratic nomination. You know, if he, as long as he doesn't completely fumble the, the VP nom, um, I think you, you've basically seen the, the end of um, the Trump administration as a result of this.
0: Yeah, I think so too. I think, um, yeah, I mean, there's a long way to go obviously to November, but I think that this really did seal it for, for Trump that he's not getting a second term and nor does he deserve one and all the rumors and all the reports about how the WHO offered additional supplies to the United States and he turned it down for whatever reason. And now he's had to invoke a lot of executive privilege to get, uh, the defense department to start getting these things manufactured and distributed to hospitals and healthcare professionals, like respirators and masks and, and you know, and the like, but Mm -hmm. it's, it's just like, I mean, it's, I was telling, I was telling my wife, I, I, there's a lot of egos in this administration. A lot of egos. Not a lot of people there who are interested in serving their country. They're there to serve their own ego and to serve the ego of the president. And I think Secretary Azar from HHS is is one of those people. And um, you know, I think he was trying to claim like, oh, I'm in charge on this. I'm the leader of this this task force. And with with Vice President Pence and, um, I, you know. When you get so many egos in government and none of which are there to actually serve the people, this is what happens. I'm mm-hmm. convinced, and Trump doesn't care. He doesn't doesn't give a shit. Well, did just, did you he, see? there for a little ride.
1: Did you see Biden's sort of speech on the coronavirus? I think he gave it like last Thursday or Friday.
0: I missed it. Yeah, mm-hmm. I didn't see it.
1: Um, I, I actually just read the the recap, but it, it, there were commentary about how this is what like an executive. Um, yeah, I heard like things. it's like it's yeah. fact-based. It kind of yep. appeals to um our collective concerns. Uh, you know, it was it was saying we would be cautious, like we're not perfect, you know, we will make yep. mistakes. It was just kind of like a very um kind of a traditional way of thinking about how an executive would function and, and speak to America at the time. And I was like, "Wow, you know, um wouldn't it be nice to to be hearing that from from the Oval Office now?" And I think um, one of the things that has always been um uh, interesting to me about Trump is that like a lot of what he says or does on a day-to-day basis um doesn't really impact people as we were talking about in our in yeah. our our episode like what of this does matter well, as you said, this is what matters now when and I think yeah. people are finally realizing that Hey, maybe it wasn't a good idea to have a narcissist um, who is incapable <laughs> of thinking about anyone else but himself uh, as our leader um, to, to navigate, you know, literally existential. Well, I mean, who knows? It may not be existential crisis, but very impactful crises. Um,
0: you know, but it, it's, it's, I was thinking about this too. I mean, I, I actually got H1N1 10 years ago. Um, and I spent two nights or uh, two days in Northwestern hospital. Um, and I kept on telling my wife, like, I just don't remember H1. I mean, I remember H1N1 being a thing mm-hmm. 10 years ago. And then when I got it, I, of course I was a little worried, but it was, I didn't remember being, life didn't stop right. the way it has in the last week. And, you know, of course six, there was like 68 million cases of H1N1 and, you know, thousands upon thousands of people have died, died because of it. But there wasn't this mass hysteria, and the only thing I can, the only common denominator here I can come across is that it's a different, well, you know, a different denominator is the president, and if clearly President Obama and Vice President Biden had a much steadier hand uh, on on that on that pandemic, or global pandemic, ten years ago, and <laughs> which makes me just think. I just how can anybody give Ben Trump the benefit of the doubt here and and defend a word he says, mm-hmm. um, on the, when it comes to this global pandemic.
1: Yeah, and I think another thing that is obviously, as we mentioned, is really affecting people is they're seeing their gains in their portfolio. The fifty the yeah. percent of Americans that do have stocks or have basically seen three years wiped out. Um, you know, for someone like you and me who are 20 years from retirement, like I'm not touching pretty much anything. I'm just going to, you right. know, not look. And, and. Um, but like for my parents who are retired, you know, they're, they've seen, you know, they, they were, they obviously had positioned themselves to, to, you know, be a little bit more conservative, but they've still seen what they anticipated to be there for the next 20 years in retirement, you know, now. You know, maybe not 25% of it's gone, but a significant chunk is. And, right. you know, for a lot of these people who kind of held their nose <clears> and said, well, you know, as long as my portfolio is doing well, I'm, I'm good with Trump. Well, now you've got your impact from kind of the way he runs the country. So um, it, 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 really, it really is interesting how this kind of all came together and like our topics of like, what the... what. Does any of this affect us? The coronavirus and like now it's all kind of, yeah, it does. And, yeah. um, so, I mean, I guess, uh, you know, we don't, we don't have a ton else to talk about because that's pretty much anything, you know, there's no NCA tournament to talk about. There's no, uh, you know, the Democratic race is talked is, is, is pretty much finished and it's going to be Biden versus Trump. Um, but I guess, uh, it, we're, we're still in the crises, but like, you know, what, what, what have we seen or, or, you know, like what should we have seen from a, like a federal level? Um, and what would you like to see moving forward? Like, I know that, um, it, it's something that struck me is that like, it does seem that, um, federalism in this instance is kind of, uh, a, a good and a bad because a lot of these governors and state and local officials are able to issue their own policies to kind of do what they think is in the best interest of their state. But then at the same yeah. time, there's no federal umbrella of guidelines um, or or sort of uh, response that is keeping someone so from like Illinois from going to Indiana and then potentially spreading it there. So I mean, um, you know, I think also to the fact that like during the call with governors the other day, Trump was like, "Well, you you should be trying to find your own respirators and ventilators because you know we're not yeah. sure we're going to be able to get them to you." Like, what what do you what do you how would what what do you think about like the federal role in this?
0: Well, I think from the federal like the federalism standpoint, I think you know like you were kind of saying it was a mixed bag. You had. People who are doing really good things like like Governor Mike DeWine in uh, Ohio who moved very swiftly and dealt with a lot of issues uh, immediately and did everything he could to calm the fears of a state. I'd, I'd argue that Governor Pritzker here in Illinois has done very similar things as well. And then you've got governors that have just been kind of ignoring it and saying it's not that big of a deal. I think the governor from Oklahoma was at some like big fish fry the other day <laughs> yeah. or DeSantis. whatever, some big Florida. festival. And DeSantis in Florida, like, oh, the beaches are fine. Everybody needs to go out and have a good time, right? Um, So, I think it's a mixed bag. But I mean, that's kind of the way it's supposed to be designed. But with with Trump, there needs to be, you know, he should have moved swiftly to to do. I mean, he announced it on that in in the Oval Office speech that he was going to suspend travel uh, from Europe to and from Europe, Mm -hmm. you know. But he should have just went ahead and whatever the political ramification is, whatever being called a xenophobe or whatever shut down the borders try and contain the country as best he can coordinate with governors offer them some guidance mm-hmm. um, let them do their own thing let them do what's right for their states and their state populations that i would argue that governors know states better than the president does but at least offer some guidance and some level of you know direction on what they should be doing and then also federal help i mean if the we need to be doing more to get states respirators and masks and the ability to properly test for the virus i mean this three to five day waiting period is bullshit when you've got other countries that have figured out how to get out get get uh, test results back within a couple hours um so i you know i think the federal response has been pitiful uh, inept um and downright shitty but yeah um you know, we're, I think Congress is going to do what they can, but Congress can't do a lot. A lot of this has to be done by the president. I mean, right. Congress is going to going to do their their big stimulus package, which um, you know I'm not going to say that's a good or bad thing. I think some of the industries that they're going to bail out is a bad is are bad choices, but you know, um, is that
1: certainly going to pass? The, I I saw you know yeah, it's basically what like it was one was it one trillion? No, wait. One Yeah, it's it's over, it's over it's a trillion, trillion at this point. And it's like yeah. 500 billion to um I can't remember. It was 500 billion then like 300 billion to uh individuals and then like 50 billion to the airlines and then maybe the rest was to yeah. like small businesses or something.
0: I can't remember. Yeah, there was there was a 2 250 billion dollar uh kind of sets of pots of money so that you could get checks to certain Americans, uh, at the beginning of April and then another check to them at the beginning of May. So that's 250 million for for each month Mm -hmm. or 250 billion. Sorry, with a B, um, you know, and I don't know if, I don't know if, you know, direct payments are the right move. Maybe the federal government should help states fund their unemployment coffers instead. Mm -hmm. Maybe that's a better way of getting money to people who actually need it. Um, You know, if we're looking at, you know, 20% plus unemployment when this is all said and done because our service industry is going to be destroyed, Um, you know, restaurants have already laid off people, gyms, independent gyms, independent businesses, small businesses in general have had to lay off employees with no, honestly, no heads up whatsoever. They just said, we're done. We can't afford to pay you.
1: Yeah. My brother-in-law in in, in Park City, his restaurant laid off 90% of their employees already and we're – And this is like week one of essentially social distancing. And it's probably going to go at least a month more, if not longer. Yeah. Right. Yeah. So
0: like uh, maybe we've been doing, we've we've been doing Grubhub for lunch every day just to try and get these restaurants and the gig kind of the gig economy guys, the delivery guys, some, some money. So we've been doing, if you can afford to do that and you're, you're gainfully employed and your paycheck is not really in question right now. Yeah. I think that's the, that's the best thing you can do as a human being is to try and Patronize uh, these businesses any way that you know if it's if it's still available. Let them to get them some some cash and
1: yeah, it, keep people employed. It, it is interesting how this is a little bit different than two thousand eight two thousand nine, where that kind of like hit you know Wall Street and then like kind of you know the auto industry and other than like auto workers who were laid off, like it wasn't sort of widespread across the country. This is like yeah. hit, hitting you know, people who make, um, you know, anywhere from minimum wage to, you know, a little bit over minimum wage, um, and sort of live paycheck to paycheck across, across all of America. Um, and yeah, like you said, um, the, the, the stimulus package hopefully will help these people out. And, and then I think also America, a lot of, you said it. It does seem to be people are very conscious of like, okay, I'm going to go buy gift cards from my restaurant because they'll be good. Mm-hmm. You know, you know what I mean. Like it Give does cash seem, now. there does seem to be a lot of like looking out for others who may need it a lot in this time, which is nice to see. Yeah. Um, yeah, it is kind of funny to not funny, but you know, I, I think a, a lot of the people who. Were ushered into power in the Tea Party, which was a result of the two thousand eight two thousand nine uh, financial crisis. Um, are now, you know, I don't know. I, I've seen some reservations, but I think they're all pretty much kind of behind Trump. Um, and I, I agree. Like, I think they should be. Um, but like, it's just the shoes on the other other foot now, and it's not so easy to to criticize. Um, when you're the party that controls the white house and, and needs to be the one executing these, these policies. Um, and you know, maybe now looking back that tax cut wasn't the best idea, uh, when, when we did it, um, because our deficit is going to soar and, um, Mm -hmm. you know, who knows how long it'll take to sort of stabilize that financial situation, um, with, with all of the, uh, the issues, you know, the financial issues, I mean, interest rates are zero, you know, we're not getting anything for our, um, our bonds, uh, and the fed is pumping money into the market, you know, the, the dollar, the values shooting down. It's just, we're like, it's, it's one of those situations where uh, pretty much all the bad news that could happen to an economy is happening at once.
0: <laughs> and
1: yeah. um, like, I've heard people even uh, utter the, the D word. Um, I don't know, you know, how, if that's more of a fringe theory, but like if this drags on for several months, um, yeah. it, it, it could be pretty bad.
0: Yeah, I think so. And, and I think, the other thing too is the long, like you were talking about the long term effects. Right now, our whole economy is propped up on debt, and there's so much debt out there, and there's so much you know printed money out there. Valuations are down, bankruptcies are up, and you know part of me is like, we just need to let the whole thing collapse so we can actually get it on the right footing it. to rebuild. And, and I felt the same way after 20, after 2008. It's like you know, fuck the big banks, let them all fail. We need to we need to reset in a, the worst way possible. Because if we don't have a reset, we've got no incentive to actually fix things. It's a moral, but of hazard. course we didn't. Yeah, so, yeah exactly. Yeah. But then people suffer, and and you know the little people suffer. Unfortunately, you know. And yeah,
1: it's just I'm torn. I you know, it, yeah. is it like do you do you try to like drag out the pain a little bit, um, and and then maybe no one learns their lesson, but less yeah. you know, kind of less people feel it, or do you let it all happen at once? And I think. There's a pretty good argument to be, to be made that like, you know, the, the letting it all happen at once has sort of orders of magnitude worse effects because of the psyche as well. Um, and so, you know, I just don't think there's, it's like the lesser of two evils here. And, um, uh, it's, it's certainly, as you said, maybe we don't even have to be here if we have someone who kind of takes this all seriously at the beginning and sort of, and then kind of uses the whole of government approach to kind of nip this in the bud, but we are where we are. Um, so yeah, I mean, I, I think one thing I did want to quickly talk about before, um, we kind of close this up is it is, has been interesting to watch this as a case study of like country governance as well. Yeah. Um, and I mentioned this to you when we were chatting kind of how, what we would talk about here, but like, you know, (laughs) China kind of did what an authoritarian country would do. Like they denied it at first. They were like, what, you don't know what you're talking about. Like, there's no problem here. It's everything's under control. (laughs) Um, and, and then when it became very obvious that, uh, that there was a huge problem there, They were like, okay, well, we're in charge of the whole country. We're going to just issue these draconian measures where like, you know, basically we're going to build a hospital in three days. We're going to, um, we're going to make sure no one leaves. We're going to isolate this whole region. Um, and, uh, and then use all these measures to basically literally bring the whole of government and every resource to, to get this thing controlled. And now you're seeing China come, come out of it. Um, Who knows? I don't know. I haven't read much on what like type of effect uh, that it's going to have on their economy. Um, But you know, they handled it in that way, and then like you see something like someone like Israel, uh, who Israel faces existential crisis every day, right? Like every day, every month. So Netanyahu, who is still technically the leader of the government. pretty quickly was like, okay, if you're coming to Israel, you're going into 14 day quarantine. Um, like they don't care. Like they have a social safety net to kind of protect them from, um, uh, instances where they do have to go into their economy does get disrupted because it happens quite frequently. Um, Mm -hmm. so they went ahead and just kind of issued this, uh, um, this decree to shut it down so far from what I've seen. They have very few cases, and what they've done, they've been able to isolate. So, I, I you know, obviously the U.S. has done its its way that we've talked about. Um, uh, were there any countries that like you kind of found interesting, or have any comments on the countries I talked about as well?
0: Well, it's funny because uh, the thing about the UK's response and um, how Boris Johnson just completely f that one up. Basically saying, well, we're just going to let everybody get sick, so we know who we'll all gets sick. And then when he saw the numbers that 250,000 <laughs> Brits could pass away, he was like, oh, well, maybe we should change course. And yeah, I don't know how well they've been doing in that course correction, but um, you know, it was if anybody has done worse than Trump, it might have been Boris Johnson. Uh, um, he is the British Trump. So he is the British Trump. But, uh, but I mean, yeah. it's it's remarkable that you know we've got about 70, almost 7,800 positive cases, and only you know a little over hundred and something deaths, 110 and 12 deaths. I think that's pretty remarkable based on the numbers that we saw out of China. Now, granted, we don't know exactly when everybody was dying from this in China because they were denying it. Right. And, you know, it could have started in November, maybe even October. Um, but I, th- I mean, I think it's definitely hats off to, to the, to the, to the, to the healthcare community and everything that they've done uh, right. to try and contain this under just crazy circumstances, unfortunately. But um
1: yeah. I have a question. Yep. So what do you use for your like data? Which site do you use for your data? Cause I've, I, th- I feel like people fall into camps. So I'm wondering what you use, like which site. I, do you just look, at the,
0: I look at the CDC data and you okay. know, I think like Politico has been using their data. So there's it's... a, there's
1: a, there's a site called worldometers that, that, that aggregate that I'm looking at right now that aggregates, mm. um, uh, the data across different, um, different sources. And it breaks Do they have it.
0: different different numbers than uh, Politico and CDC?
1: Well, so the U.S. is at 9,428 as of right Ooh. now. We passed South Korea today, um, which, uh, you know, they were one of the original four that was kind of the biggest concern. Yeah, um, We had five new deaths today. I'm looking now. And um, but... The one thing that I look at, and this is an interesting that I did the only place I've seen it is it has on the far right of its, it has total cases per million population and mm-hmm. the U S so Italy is 591 pe- people infected per million. China at the moment is now 56, um, per million. And that's, uh, obviously they have 1.6 billion people. So, um, and then like for another example, as Spain is 316, the U S is only 28 per 1 million people. Um, so we're, we're below the U- UK is 39 per a million people. Um, and so we're like one of the lowest industrialized nations. Uh, and I'm just, I'm, I'm hopeful that like maybe because we've been able to quickly bring in some private sector, uh, participation and then coupled with like America's geography and that we're like not all on top of each other, like they are in Italy or Spain right, right. or Germany, you know, like they pack a lot of people into those countries um, that perhaps um, that will work in our favor moving forward. I don't know if it will. Um, you know, I think there's there are people who've modeled this out and know pretty well, but like, you know, I'm just looking for any glimmers, glimmers of hope here. Um, but yeah, worldometers is a good, good, good site as well. Just worldometer mm-hmm. coronavirus. Also Bing surprisingly has a very good tracker as well. If you, for those who are interested, <laughs> um, yeah. I've never, I've never used Bing for anything, but, but now I've found a use for it. Mm. Um,
0: thank you, thank you, Microsoft.
1: <laughs> First time I've ever said that. Um, yeah. So uh, yeah. So who knows? I mean, like it feels like we take a week off or two weeks off, and like the whole world changes. Like think about yeah. <laughs> think about where we were. uh Two was it two episodes ago? What was our last episode? Was last episode was Bernie in control? Yeah, the last, last
0: one was Bernie in control. Yeah. Before Super Tuesday.
1: Um, man, seems like a lifetime ago. I think I, I yeah. saw I saw a funny tweet uh, that was it said man, what a year this week's been. <laughs> yeah. You know, it's like, um, it, social media has definitely been someplace I've gone to, but tried to limit because uh, you know, the, the whole debate about like what we were talking about is, you know, well, is it better to let people, this is all blown, it's a hoax, or is it better to let people die or let people lose their jobs? It's It's just like, I don't know, just endless bickering right now is more so mm-hmm. than usual. Um, but you do get occasional, um, funny things like that, or people, uh, creative ideas for what to do while you're quarantined. Um, so it's kind of a necessary evil at the moment.
0: Yeah. Yeah. It's, I mean, my kids are too young to understand what's going on. Teddy's the only one that's in school and he's four and a half and, he just thinks that the school is this week is spring cleaning at the school and that's why it's closed. Uh So, you know, it's hard to talk about this with young kids. Um, And, uh, you know, I just, I, you know, I know this is to, to, to any conservative friends listening. This is not a hoax. (laughs) Listen to scientists, do your part, wash your hands, uh, keep a safe distance, respect people's personal space. And hopefully we'll get through this in the next, you know, hopefully four weeks, but yeah, yeah. yeah. That's what we're into this
1: week. We're into washing our hands and keeping our distance. Yes. And everyone should be into that this week.
0: Yeah. And I mean, and honestly, I think that a lot of people, we should be paying attention to what's been going on at at all levels of government. Not that we need more excuses uh, to kind of fuel what the, what our choices are going to be in November, but I've been watching the, Some of the daily briefings or some of the briefings with the press that when they get in front of uh, President Trump and too many of them are are worried about like you know President Trump why are you calling this the Chinese virus yeah and the China virus like I get why you're asking but shut up and ask about why there aren't enough respirators why are there enough masks that we have a physician and nursing shortage that you know if we get overwhelmed we're not going to be able to overcome that and deal with all the the racist xenophobic crap later. Let's yeah, focus this, on yeah. people becoming healthy and making sure they're okay first.
1: For sure, like that can wait, right? Like yeah. we don't need to, we don't need to fight the social justice wars right now while we're in the middle of literally like right. trying to survive.
0: And it's the Wuhan virus, for God's sakes! Come on, Let's <laughs> be accurate. Uh, <laughs> yeah. All right, man.
1: Well, maybe we'll do <sighs> this like. Every other night, since we got nothing else going on, we can like, that's true. We can do like a deep dive on, on like how this came from a Chinese lab and it was, a, it was a biological war, <laughs> war, war effort started by China that killed a bunch of their people, but ultimately it's to derail us and derail our economy. It's like, you,
0: you got, you Chinese are pretty wily. Um, or, or, but, or how it might have been some like random guy in a farmer's market eating a bat. The other one that I heard. Uh, Yeah.
1: Yeah. I think actually like John Cornyn today said something like, yeah, it's China's fault. They got people who eat bats and things like that. Like he basically Mm -hmm. gave some credence to that. Um, Yeah. um, Yeah. Uh, Oh, well. All right. right, Anything else? Yep. We're not going to the casino
0: because they're all closed, but, um, you know, hopefully we'll get to do that again at some point. At some point. Yes. Life will return. Thanks for listening, everybody, and we'll be back at you soon, I hope. Yeah. See you, pal. Later.